Well, God bless you all. We've had a wonderful Skype fellowship, and now I'm going to hand the teaching over to Mrs. Kim Tor. Well, God bless you all, and uh, Lawrence is sharing. Um, even though he didn't know what I was sharing tonight, um, he's gone and done my teaching all in one. So, uh, but I think mine will be better because mine's, <laughs> mine's done by the Spirit of God. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm only joking. You know, Mary Hart do so is good like a medicine, and uh, you know, with all respect and love, you know, we've been together now about thirty something years, thirty four years. What a drug it's been, <laughs> and. Uh, yeah. You know, the respect and the love that I have for him. And even though we we have our, our little bit of foolish jesting every now and again, it's done with much love and we understand each other. And it's never done in a harmful way. Never to put one another down, but just to keep things lighthearted, really. Um, you know, there's we don't have to be religious. God just wants us to be ourselves and to um, to live peaceably, to to love one another and to encourage one another and to you know be one another's backbone. You know, to stand up for what the word says and to say what God wants us to say, not what we think man wants us to say. But, you know, Lawrence was sharing about the newspapers today and, and this epidemic that's going around in China. But if we look at the world that we live in today, negatives make the biggest news. There's never really anything positive on the front of our newspapers here in the UK. But how can we change these negatives into positives? You know, God has given us great keys. He gave us hope. He gave us faith so that we can have faith in him, that we trust him to come through. He gave us forgiveness. He gave us Christ in us. You know, so these are four basic keys that we can really rely on. God is not a a man that he should lie. So when he says you have hope, you know, we have the hope, the biggest hope. In Christ's return, but we can also have hope in the future and, and what our, our desires are, what our needs are, what we want to come to pass. And we have to, like Lawrence has been saying over the last few months, you know, that imagination, imagine what you want and what you're hoping for. Most of us are hoping for Christ to return now that <laughs> Christmas is over. Um, but uh, no, I'm only joking. But, you know, but we can have other hopes. Faith, I think Jason shared it, you know, nothing pleases him but faith. We have to have faith. Forgiveness, we have to have that forgiveness, right? If Jesus Christ, with all what he went through, turned around to his father and said, forgive them, there's not one of us that can't forgive someone that has hurt us. And if you believe Romans 10, 9 and 10, you've got Christ in you. You're born again. That hope is even more in, permanent in your heart. 
So if we allow the negative attitudes like anxiety, envy, anger, bitterness or pride to grab a hold of our minds, those attitudes will lead us to making negative decisions. You know, Galatians 5.19 says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lavishness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, hearsays, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in times past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You know, we see it. It's, it's just plastered throughout our newspapers. And it is a negative attitude that will affect our lives in a negative way. But changing our attitudes from negative to positive isn't always easy either. And it's not always an instant thing. We may need to break down habits or make changes. But we can always ask God to help. You know, we study the life of Jesus Christ as he is our ultimate example of how to live in a negative world with a great positive attitude. You know, if you don't know a lot about Jesus Christ, then read the Gospels. Jesus Christ lived in a negative world, but he only ever had a positive attitude because his attitude came from God and he went out he just loved people. He shared what God wanted him to say. You know, none of these things were built in him as a child. He was learning and he was growing with his heavenly father. And then I think his ministry was a year. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he had one year in which to get out there amongst the people um, and make a, a name for himself. Well, some people have been in this 50 years and still haven't made a name for themselves. But that doesn't make that person any less in God's eyes. Because God loves us all equally. So when we know how Jesus Christ walked, when we, when we know what Jesus Christ's attitude was like, then we learn to respond rather than react. So when we're reading something and it's negative... We respond usually. Oh, did you hear that in the newspaper? Did you? And then this epidemic that's going on in China goes from one person to another person. And it's now, by the time they, they call it here in England, Chinese whispers. So by the time it's reached the fifth or sixth person, it's totally out of context in any way. And instead of like... 10 people dying from it, a thousand have died from it, and the fear starts to in get involved, and then people start to get anxious, and oh, I hope it doesn't come across here. And then suddenly, maybe a week down the road, we'll have a death in the UK from this virus or whatever it is, and panic. then panic sets in. <laughs> so rather than us <laughs> react, we have to, instead of us responding, we have to react. In other words, we react with a positive outcome. Rather than accepting the negative and talking about the negative, we turn it into a positive. Mm. So when people start to talk about this epidemic, 
then we just say, well, it won't touch me. I'm healed by the blood of Christ. We, we find an opening to, to get out there with the word, to bring hope into people's lives, to let them know about Jesus Christ, to let them know that, that Jesus Christ died for them. Not that this epidemic is going to kill them. So instead of responding, we react. Change sometimes surprises us. Some people hate change. Some people have a certain way that they have to do things and they're not changing for love nor money. But we have to be open to change. We have to embrace it. You know, if you, you're used to getting up at six o'clock in the morning and God wants you up at four, then do it. Embrace the change. You know, because if you continue to do things habitually, it becomes a religion and God isn't in religion. So if it's a godly change, then we embrace it. And we know that God sometimes takes us out of our, our pockets of comfort and, and puts us in at the deep end. So embracing that change, making it a positive thing in your life is a good thing. If change is negative, don't get drawn in. Make it a crisis rather than accepting it. See, people suddenly are, are going along in their, in their sphere of influence without change, going down the path, and then suddenly a crisis comes up and they fall apart. But when you move with God, when you allow God to, to work within you, both to do an, of his good pleasure, then there is no crisis. There is no, like when change comes, it doesn't shake you. It doesn't rot the foundation that you're stood upon. See, we have to make it a positive, not a crisis. Rather accept it and decide to move positively. So no matter what the situation is, um, I, I mean, I've been off work now for quite a few weeks and I've accepted it. Not 100%. I fought it a little bit, but I've accepted it. Went to the doctor today and she wants me to have another month off. And I accepted that because I knew that there was a positivity that God was behind there somewhere that that extra month off where I can just relax and chill, that God will open doors. And I know that there'll be some great testimonies coming. But we have to keep in mind that we don't control situations, right? Some situations are out of our control. And that also we can't control people. See, we, we're not mind readers and we can't control the situation sometimes like me with the cup with the fan accident so we can't control people either but what we can do is be loving you know when when situations arise we can go to god we ask god for the the clear vision of what he wants for us to do in that situation what to do next and perhaps the energy sometimes to do it you know that's the other thing that we if we're out of our, our sphere of change and, and we're a little bit out of our comfort zone, sometimes that will, our, our energy levels will go down and we'll start to think a bit negatively. But it's God that energizes us. So we go to God and we ask him, okay, God, this is not what I usually do. 
you know, this is out of my comfort zone, but I am blessed. I'm going to, I'm going to really respond to this challenge, this situation. I'm coming to you. You lead me, you guide me, and you give me the energy to do it. We need to make every effort to be loving people, especially when change is involved. God can also give us peace to deal with the change in a positive way. You know, if we know that God's leading us and guiding us and, okay, God, you want me to do this, then you have to give me the energy and you have to give me that peace in my heart because I'm out of my comfort zone. I'm feeling a bit insecure, but with your peace, I can rise to the challenge. Remember, we are all accountable for our own lives. Take a look. Romans uh, chapter 14. Romans 14. We are accountable for our own lives. Romans 14 and in verse 2 it says, For one believeth that he may eat all things. Another, oh no. (laughs) Romans 14. Okay. Verse 5. One man esteemeth one day above another, another esteemeth every day alike. Let every man be fully persuaded in his own mind. See, you be persuaded in your own mind that you are accountable before God for your life. So being fully persuaded, knowing that it's God that's leading and guiding you, you can embrace these challenges. You can make a change from the negative to the positive. Right? We don't want to dwell in the negative with the fears, the worries, the doubts. We want to really rise up and be accountable We must let go of this victim's attitude. You know, Christians want to be victims all the time. Downtrodden Christians, oh, I'm the victim. You know, it doesn't help blaming ourselves or actually blaming others for what's happened to us because it won't make our life better. Right? Avoid the excuses and the self-pity parties. You know, oh, worry me. You know, I've had such a hard life, you know. You know, God comes through sometimes and then, you know, I, I, I have a couple of good days and then I fall backwards and I end up having seven bad days and I'm a victim, you know. I, I pour my heart out to God, but God doesn't come through. No. You're not a victim. You are victorious. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. And those that have pity parties, you know, we can all sit down and feel sorry for ourselves, but we don't dwell on it. We rise to the challenge. We rise to the change. We don't accept the negatives. We move and we embrace the positivity of God and his word. For greater is he this in you than he this in this world. You have to take a hold of the situation, whether it's past or present, whether somebody's done you harm, whether somebody's sort of shortchanged you, whether somebody wasn't loving. You know, first and foremost, forgive. Avoid the excuses. Start loving people. You know, somebody told me that if you're in the car and you're driving, and usually I'm in a rush to get somewhere, I get a little irate when I'm behind the wheel. You know, but I have I have signage on the van, so, you know, 
it's not very often that I'll stick my middle finger up or something because I'm representing a company. Yeah. But I'm like heavy breathing and I'm cursing under my breath. But somebody said to me, if you're like that when you're driving, you're passing that negativity onto the people that you're passing by. And lo and behold, if you try to sort of like overtake someone or try to um, pull out in front of someone, that negativity and how irate I was, you pass on to someone else, which then when they're driving along, they're getting angry and they're getting all et up and they'll pass it on to the next person. So this negativity has a knock-on effect. So why not change it to have the positivity having a knock-on effect positively? Mm. Is that a word, positively? It is not as positively. Positively. Yes. In, in See, yeah, we have the power well, to you change. Asked me for, I didn't go to school. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have the power to change. Why? Because we have God on our side. So, I really do, like, really emphasize this week. Let's all have a week of being positive. Not accepting what's in the newspapers, not accepting what's on the news, but really getting out there with that positiveness of what God in Christ has done for us and what he is going to do for others. You know, it's good to focus on God's promises. Let's take a look at one. Second Peter. Second Peter. Uh, chapter 1 and in verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust I, and I think this sort of verse sums up the whole sharing really whereby are given unto us God gives us great and precious promises that by these, by these promises, we might be partakers of the divine nature. In other words, that positivity, right? That we're out there loving people, giving people that hope, letting people know about Christ in you, the hope of glory. You know, showing people that they can get born again, speaking in tongues. You know, knowing that we can love one another, encourage one another, support one another. That's the great and precious promises. And then it says, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Right? The negativity, you know, the fears, the worries and doubts. It's everybody lusts after those things. You know, I know someone that's so negative. You know, you tell her that you had a bit of a headache today and, and in the next verse, just say you've got like a tumour. Um, you tell her, oh, it wasn't very nice today. It's a bit chilly, wasn't it? Yeah, it's going to snow tomorrow. You know, everything you say, she'll build on that negativity. She'll make it bigger and bigger. And uh, But we want to turn these people, you know, we want to show them that life's worth living. Yeah, this world may be coming to an end, right? It's not yet there. Christ hasn't returned. This is the adversary's ball game, right? We are not of this world. We're passing through. And while we're passing through, we can make a big difference. Give the devil a kick up the butt and say, no, I'm not accepting 
these negative things. I'm going to speak the works of Jesus Christ. The precious promises that God has for us, there's thousands. They will give us the strength instead of the moaning and the groaning. So look, find the promises which really attain to you right now. Look through the Bible. You know, just you can do a Google search. God's promises for anxiety. God's promises for love. Whatever. You search. And instead of moaning and groaning, look to bless others. That is the biggest thing to do when you're in a defeatist mood, when you feel negative. Get out there and bless someone else because it takes the focus off yourself. And people need help. People really need help. Like Nancy was sharing, you know about this stoning, the Christians stoning them, uh, the Muslims stoning the Christians. Well, that never would have made the papers. But because of society today and and the, the things that go around about the Muslims, they were trying to make the Muslims look bad because they were stoning Christians. But it was the Christians that invaded the, the space to start with. Yeah. See, it's a dog-eat-dog world. And again, religion. We have to start breaking down these strongholds of this religion because God is not of a religion. Right? He's not Christian, he's not Buddhist, he's not Muslim. He is the one true God. Amen. Yeah. Right? And he loves everyone that loves him. Simple. You might be Muslim, you might love God. We don't know the hearts of people. Yes, we don't know what they've been taught or what their understanding is. So we can't even stand on the sideline and judge. Because God is the judge. So taking away their colour, taking away their race, taking away their religion, they are just a person who we are to love. We have to obey God's calling. And God's calling is that he wanted a family. So we have to get out there and really let people know who God is. He's the one true God. You know, he's not the God of this world. Right? That blinds people's minds. He's the one true God that created the heavens and the earth. Who gave us Jesus Christ. So, in the process of moving forward, you will start to feel better about yourself. Because when we speak the word, that word is, because God is spirit, that word it energizes us, energizes our spirit. And that spirit becomes overflowing and then you speak and as you speak you get peace you get joy you start to bubble over you feel excited and God really does energize us so you'll feel better about yourself take the responsibility for your life for moving forward in the way that God leads and guides you and you will see life becoming more positive those fears, worries and doubts will start to drop off. won't matter what the newspapers say. It won't matter what the radio says. Because you just won't... You, you might hear it, but then you'll counteract it with the positives. The positives of the word. Another great key is to forgive yourself and to forgive others. Yeah. You know, learn to accept the forgiveness. Some people, they embound themselves with, like, I'm not worthy. Oh, I've done a terrible sin today. And, uh, well, 
you know, 25 Hail Marys later and God might forgive me. No, God has already, past tense, forgiven you. Right? Forgiven you of your sins. When you confess the Lord Jesus Christ, it was a done deal. Christ died for you. He died for those sins. Yeah, we may mess up, but if we humbly and and lovingly go to God, God is very quick and able to forgive. So why would you want to still condemn yourself? God sees you so much bigger than that. That is God that has given you, uh, forgiven you of your sins. So why do you hold on to it? Just look to God in every situation. Ephesians 4, let's take a look a second. Ephesians 4, and in verse 32 it says, Be kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. See, it doesn't matter what you do. doesn't matter what you do. Maybe you forgot to pray today. Maybe you forgot to call on God. Maybe you forgot to invite him into your day. doesn't matter. Right. doesn't matter. Right? Today or tomorrow is a new day. Start afresh. God doesn't condemn you. So don't condemn yourself. What we must do though is we must be faithful to God's call and forgive others who have hurt us. Doing this will release the poison of bitterness from our souls, which will flush out negative attitudes and make room for positivity. You know, bitterness, when, when we hold something and we don't let it go, we're not forgiving, it, it's a bitterness. And that bitterness is like a poison and it taints our soul to the point that we get hurt, other people get hurt. And God's not glorified. So, you know, just remember that God loves you no matter what. No matter how you're feeling, no matter what you've done today, no matter what you do tomorrow. You are so loved. You are loved by the one true God who gave his son for you. So don't let that poison, you know, destroy that beautiful heart. Because there, if you had a heart to love God, you've got a heart to love people. Amen. So just get out there loving people. And you'll soon see that that negativity, the fears, the worries, the doubts, the anxiety, the depression and everything else will start to drop off. In this process of getting rid of the bitterness and being forgiven, your stress levels will decrease. And the peace you experience will increase. So when that increases, you're on fire, mate. Nobody's going to quench that spirit. And you'll be out there winning souls. The other thing we have to do is to take charge of our thoughts. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this. Let's have a look. Romans 12. Romans 12. Um, I'm going to start from verse 1. I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. For I say, through the grace given unto me, 
and the grace given to every one of us, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Don't concern yourself with what everyone else is doing. Keep focused on your task and keep your faith. Right? God sees us as equals. Whether Whatever part of religion you belong to, God sees us as equals. If you love God and you believe that God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, then he loves you. Ask God to help you replace the negative thoughts with positive ones. Release control of your life and learn to take every thought to God. Follow God's guidance because you want to, not because you have to. And then the transformation can take place from the inside out. You know, the negativity is what we were brought up with when we were just body and soul. But we are now body, soul and spirit. So we have to recognise who we are in Christ and what God accomplished, what God has made available and that you are all those things rolled into one. So don't dwell on the negatives, don't dwell on the past, don't dwell on the fears, the worries, the doubts, the depression, the anxiety, your finances, your job, whatever the situation is, don't dwell on it, just dwell on what it can be. Because then that's hoping for the future. You're changing your mind. You, you are in control of your own th thoughts. So you make them what God would make them. Don't, don't make them what the world wants them to be. Because the world wants you downtrodden. The world wants you a victim. God wants you to prosper and to be in health. God wants you to be positive. God wants you to get out there and love people. So it's just a, a quick change of thought and a status that you can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth you. Colossians chapter 3 and in verse 1 it says, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. So you get that picture in your mind that Christ is sat on the right hand side of God. And we're setting our affections on things above. Why? Because that's where the good things are. Not down here on the earth, not in the newspapers, not on the news. Alright? But above. So we go to God with our hearts, with our desires, with our dreams, with our emotions, with our anxieties, with our fears, our worries, our doubts. We take it all to him. And then in verse 2 it says, set your affections on things above, not on the things on the earth. So when we're doing this positive change from negative to positive, we can't do it without God's help. And not only do we have God's help, but we have each other's help as well. You know, if you're having a tough time, give someone a call. If you're not sure how to go about something or something's really got the hold on you and you can't seem to see your way through the, the wilderness, then give someone a call. Someone you trust, someone that you know is going to encourage you. I mean, Lawrence is here. Ring him up. Ask him. And he'll share lovingly. You know, we're not in it to condemn people. We're not in it to point fingers. 
We're not in it to judge people, but to love people and encourage them and for them to be the best that they can be so that we are the shining lights, that we don't hide our light under a bushel. We don't get defeated by the adversary. We don't feel like we're victims. Why? Because we are victorious. So bless your hearts. Amen. You know, really determined, like, tomorrow when you, from now, right now, that now you're going to think from that mind of Christ, you're going to allow God to speak to you. And just remember that principle that we learnt many years ago, which is fantastic, which is God's spirit teaches your spirit, and your spirit teaches your mind. You know, God speaks to you by way of thoughts and it could be your own voice that you're hearing you're thinking where did that thought come from where did that inspiration come from you know and he inspires you with thoughts and ideas and uh, the other day i i just said to god i really feel like i want to write something lord you know and so that little thoughts for today i done that i done that in 15 minutes the thoughts just flooded to me you know it's, it's what i've built in my heart and what god brought to the surface to bless other people and you no know, ministers minister that's what they do that's what i do that's my job that's what i love to do it's my life not just my job by the way i love this i love this life and yeah we have challenges like everyone else but you know that's where we grow when things go on in life you know jesus said you can have some tough days you know <laughs> in those situations and then you will grow you will stretch your faith you know and so it would have, again mindset how are we going to respond to the challenges before us with a negative mindset the old man that's our default man which we should be reckoning dead or we're going to override the default and go from the new man and that takes a relationship with the living god not just knowing scripture it's both but it's a living relationship with our heavenly father and trust in him with all our hearts and leaning not unto our own understanding in all our ways acknowledge what him and he shall direct thy path god is a living god and you know don't look up look within because you've got christ in you it's god in christ in you the very breath that you breathe so you guys have a really fantastic weekend thank you for joining us it's always a privilege to listen to you and to be encouraged and inspired by you and it's also a privilege for us to share with you and we know again that many people get blessed and are listening to this even though i've moved the bristol sharons into a different section i still send the links out as the same and people actually find it the ones that i don't send the links out to it so like you know what you share is being heard by other people so look to give look to inspire you might the words that come out of your mouth might lead someone to the new birth yeah so you know there's many people listening all over the world china to south america there's not a place on the map when i look at the statistics in that website <coughs> that isn't highlighted red where people have listened and over a million people you know uh, the website has had one million six hundred thousand yeah, yeah. visits We're coming up to two exactly. million visits and talk about word over the world just from a little website from our perspective from our little niche in the body of christ you know and there's other people doing even greater things as well and other ministries and um you know god is at work and he's no respecter of persons but he that reverences god and works righteousness with god is accepted with god and just speak the truth that you understand and know and you know be confident that what you're saying is what god is working in you and you'll start to see great results we're already seeing changes just by a little switch in the thinking and allowing god and trust in him 
and you know is that, that peace runs like flows like a river remember that song I got peace like a river yeah. I got joy like a fountain when the spirit of God's at work in you then that everything starts to flow like that river you know regardless of the challenges regardless of any setbacks we don't focus on them we you know we know they're there but we don't focus we don't pay attention it's a lie you know because God has made all things freely available for us to enjoy and to use our authority and we use our authority by way of our words and what we say and confess and uh, so we love you guys you are the lights of this world you are the salt of the earth and you know I like someone to close out a word of prayer and a couple of people manifest or free manifest so who would like to pray I will Father thank you Father for time Father thank you God for um, just opening up the your heart to us God through the words that we uh, were taught and thank you Father for how you know each and every one of us you know our hearts you know exactly what we need to hear Father so it was a word that was fitly spoken thank you Father for how you encourage us each and every day thank you Father for opening doors for encouragement on the times that we need it God and thank you for um just how when we draw nigh to you that you draw nigh to us God and it just gets bigger and bigger every day from grace to grace God from faith to faith and thank you Father for your great love and for your son Jesus Christ and what he accomplished for us that we can stand before you now Father and that um, it's Ephesians 3.20 Father abundantly above all that we can ask or think Thank you, Father, for just this wonderful time for every need being met according to your word, Father. And I thank you, God, for your protection around us. Thank you, Father, for your guidance. Thank you, Father, for your tremendous love for us. In the wonderful name, that life-giving name, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, I pray and I thank you. Amen. Amen. So if someone wants to pray as well as manifest, you can. Just do whatever God works in your heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She just have for song and Marcoya, a queer yesta, the Priyata Manahantus and Truly and indeed, my son Jesus Christ took the nails in through his hands and his feet and the holes are there to prove it. His blood poured out of his body, every last drop of it, for people, because I, the Lord your God, love people. Because I, the Lord your God, do not wish people to perish into everlasting death. Because I, the Lord your God, love you with a very deep and burning love. And for for the people who have chosen to believe me, not that you chose me, but I chose you. There are many, many more people out there that are suffering and they're crying in their hearts. They're crying in their sleep and they're hidden in places you don't know. But I know where they are. If you just look to me in all things, if you put me first, 
then I, I can show you the things I will do for you. You already know some of these things. Many of these things already you know. Have boldness. Claim your right to use the authority of the name of your brother Jesus Christ. He is your king. He is your Lord. But he's also your brother. And you are my children through him. Through his faith. And his faith alone in me. And now because of that you have faith. Now walk in that faith and walk with me as my children in this world. It's a dark world. But I am light. And my son Jesus Christ is light. If you live and walk in us, you will be lights in this world manifesting instead of hiding away. And I want my children to shine brightly. I want my children to shine so brightly it blinds the spirit realm that are against you. So they cannot compete, they cannot contend against you. And as I have sworn and promised in my word, a thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Because I am with you. If you truly believe me in your hearts, and if you truly believe on my son Jesus Christ, just do the things I put in your heart and that I ask you to do. You know I'm not a controlling God. You know I'm not domineering over anyone. Now go out there and be the love and be the light that I, I have placed within you. And it is not your works, it's my works in you. You have not to worry about anything, how you're going to do the things. Just be led by me, by that Holy Spirit I've placed within you. And don't neglect that gift. Because it's very precious and it cost my son his blood. The world that you made your mind. My children stand in this daytime and hour and be bold. Be confident in me. Trust me. Know that not one word that I have given you will fall to the ground. Yea, I am a faithful God, and I am your Father. For I have created the heavens and the earth, and I have made them for you. So, my children, be bold in this daytime and hour, knowing that I shall not let one word. Not one word of my promises slipped, and not, they will not fall to the ground, but they will bring to pass that which I please. For I am a God who is loving and kind, but I am all-powerful, and I know the end from the beginning. Ask me, walk with me, talk with me, for I, your God and Father, am here to guide you and strengthen you, and I have given you a thing to do, my children, wherein my glory will be known to this world. My children, as I led the children of Israel through the wilderness, so I lead you through your wilderness. I make a way for you, and as you look to me, I provide for you. I deliver you. I heal you. Am I not a good God to you? You know I am, my children, so why worry? Why doubt? Why have fear in your heart? My children, this thing not all be in you, because I have given you my spirit, and you are mighty ones. You are my children whom I love dearly. My arms are outstretched towards you, and I hold you by the right hand. I walk you, and I lead you. Even when you feel alone, I am carrying you. I am directing your steps. Have no fear this day, but know that I am Jehovah God, and I will be to you what you need me to be. I am your father. I care about everything that you care about. And know this day I have provided everything that you need if you just believe me. 
if you just walk my way, if you just listen to my voice and obey the things that I want you to do, listen to that still small voice that's speaking to you. When you think it's you thinking it, that's me. Know that I am a God of peace, and anything from me is first peaceable and gentle, because I am a gentle, loving, heavenly Father, and I care more deeply than you can ever know and understand. So my children, just trust me with all your heart, and look to me in every situation, and know indeed, I have made a way in every situation, I have gone before you, and I am behind you, and I am at each side of you. So be still and know that I am your Father, that I am your God, and nothing will harm you, my children, as you stay trusting in me. And someone else, please. Truly you are my children, I knew my, my spirit, and you can go and teach and preach and share what... I inspire in your heart. You truly are the apple of, um, of my heart, and you are f filled with my love, my strength, my wisdom. You are the light of this world, you are salted, and you are my dear children. Stand fast and go forth, because I am God, and you know me, and I know you. You are strong, you are victorious, more than conquerors, and you are placed in the heavenlies because I am your God and I decided this. I love you, I want to take care to you, I take care to you. Turn fast. And Heavenly Father, we thank you for this wonderful night. We thank you for each person on the Skype for their great sharings, their great testimonies. I thank you also for the people around the world that be listening to this. Thank you for the great week ahead, God, where we can continue to put off the old man and put on the new, that we are victors and not victims, God. I thank you that you love us, that you're always with us, that you never leave us or forsake us. Thank you for Mike and for his speedy recovery, God, that he recovers from that heart attack and that he comes off that ventilator that he's back home with his wife and uh, that you just bring him a miraculous healing there God that he gets a speedy recovery I thank you also for myself and Lawrence and for our home just for the way that you take care of us that you love us I thank you that as we continue to stand fast in the liberty where Christ has set us free, that we can be free, that we have no bondage, that we have no baggage, that we can turn our negatives into positives, and that the week ahead was just a wonderful week, God, for each and every one of us, that we lay off the old man and put on the new man, that we shine as lights in this crooked and perverse nation, that we don't let the negatives of this world burden us down but that we burden the world with our with the love of God that we just get that word out there that we let people know that the one true God is there he's real and he's alive and he's vibrant and that Christ in you is the hope of glory 
I thank you for this and for a great week in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. So it's time to gird up our loins, guys, and get committed (laughs) even further. (laughs) We love you all. Great, great fellowship, great sharings, everyone. Good night, God bless. And we love you.